everybody. It's Jay. Just Jay. That's weird, right? Uh, I was actually looking back through the history and realizing we don't do many episodes of this podcast. I do two other shows where every once in a while crap gets screwed up and I've got to just do a mini episode to make up. And this is a show. It's really just Dan and I catching up. So if it doesn't happen, we don't catch up. An episode doesn't come out. We're really not concerned with how many people are listening. However, you know, maybe we should be. Maybe, maybe you'd like to hear more of us. I don't friggin' know. So what I'm going to do this week is um, just, I'm going to put in some stuff Dan and I did a few years ago. Um, there's a thing called Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour a History, which is a series of fake documentary stuff, which I, we may have discussed before, but not at length. And at some point, We'll talk about it, but you'll have heard the whole thing here. Um, this is also available as a, one of the uh, extra tracks on Shoestrings, the 16th anniversary. So if you go to um, bit.ly forward slash comedy albums, that'll take you to Celery Sound, and then you can find out where to buy um, Shoestrings, the 16th anniversary. Uh, also, uh, you can get the downloads there as well, because uh, we do have a download store. So check that out. So, yeah, it's about 12 minutes worth of uh, comedy question mark uh as dan and i tend to do um and we'll be back next week with a full length episode um in the meantime i will just recommend you know there's nothing wrong with checking out comedy on vinyl which is the podcast people tend to find this one through i would imagine and uh then there's also dispatches from fort awesome which is about news radio my favorite tv show of all time which i do with jen who lives on the ether and one of my other best friends alan rickert who is hilarious and uh we became extra best friends when we found out we both love news radio and we're both a little obsessed and uh recently got a mug from the show it's kind of fun if you know the show you know that that means something anyway whatever um check it out just listen to the sketch a uh, series of sketches um it's fun it's goofy there's some very bad accents it was from one of our christmas albums but i thought it'd be fun to include as a bonus on the shoestrings 16th anniversary album and uh, we mentioned this before but dan and i are working on our next comedy album which is like it's our fourth public comedy album it's our second non-christmas comedy album that's been out in the public and it's about our 13th or 14th album total which is insane um so yeah enjoy that and my final word for this week is just you know what check out sit squatch go to podverts.com uh slash dan and jay and then check that you've uh listened to the show and that you heard about sit squatch you heard us talking about it last week um they're an advertiser again this week check it out it's a super fun chair uh it's a fluffy chair that you can sit on and also it's a thing you can add onto your toilet uh that is about it thank you guys and uh enjoy the episode hello there all you fans out there what a splendid year it's been yeah, with our new album and this new one here like okay okay i'm gonna start over again hello there all you fans out there hello what a splendid year it's been with our new album. And now this one here. This it's great. great knowing we've got so many lovely fans who stick with us through thick and thin. It's been great getting letters from all you fans. Except for that one over especially there. Especially the lady fans whom I must ask to stop kissing the letters. Would you stop he's it? He's staring at you. I Look, know, he wants to eat your eyeballs. I'm trying to lead it here. Fine, read. Go on. <clears throat> Move on. My read mom's. It. Read it. <laughs> read it. My mom's oh, wait, become... you're not reading a thing, are you? This is completely improv. <laughs> yes, it is. My mom's become worried I'm something of a ladies' man. Uh, but besides all that, we've liked to... <laughs> but besides all that, 
which I've just made up off the top of my head. Of We'd course. like to thank you for staying with us and look forward to seeing more and more of you in the coming year. Especially that one over there. Yes, that one. With that, happy Christmas and a merry holiday. And now here's Jason. Is that me? That's you. All right. Right, wonderful it is to be back recording something for you and yours this holiday season. How are things going with you? Laugh, laugh, laugh. Of course I know you can't answer, but I hope good. Well, things have gone very well indeed lately, and a great deal of thanks goes to all those boys and girls who have stayed fans and made new ones for us to make laugh, we hope. Are you done? No. <laughs> all right. It's been great seeing all you give your support this year. As for a good time, as I'm sure you know, Dan was out with the influenza. As I say, Dan was out with the influenza. And so we missed quite a few shows. But our Christmas present to you, then, is to give you more and more for years to come. Honestly. Anyway, as I say, our Christmas present to you, then, is to give you more and more for years to come. And we hope you'll stay on as the great fans you've always been. I like to steer the spotlight! It's been a lovely year, so happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. From Dan and Jay's... Comedy Hour. Happy Happy Christmas! Christmas. (laughs) But, unfortunately, history had other ideas for Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. For in a year, in 1969, they broke up. We'd gone so we felt so far off our mark that we had established in the beginning, we felt it was just time to stop and move on. Though Jason himself paints a rather different story. Yeah, I thought things were going rather well so far as the comedy bits and all. You know, things felt new, fresh, exciting, original, new, fresh, you know. But the public mourned over the breakup as soon as news hit. We're mourning! And with this, a shockwave, a rash, an abundance of crazed fans looking for someone to tide them over. And so, soon enough, they turned to rougher, street-born, confrontational punk comedy. A pioneer of this movement was Crom Washington, leader of the punk troupe Engorged Lefty. I don't want to fucking do this interview! Piss off! <laughs> Unfortunately, Crom was always available for comment. With their streetwise, tough, angry pratfalls and angst-ridden telephone sketches, groups like Engorged Lefty and Way to Go Scrampy spoke for a generation who had lost its innocence along with its favourite comedy troupe. This new movement, then, seemed to be the death of Dan and Jay's comedy hour. With one fell swoop, it seemed, the whirlwind of comic history had sucked them up, tossed them round, and ended them up somewhere in the middle of Arkansas. But soon as the height of punk comedy was reached, in a full three days, Dan and Jay's comedy hour was soon back at it, ready to reconcile differences and begin making new comedy. What the narrator said. But this new group of disenchanted youngsters began to crave the bolder, edgier comedy, comedy that neither Daniel or Jason had ever prepared to be ready for an attempt to try at giving a shot. But they soon embraced this hard-edgedness, the first of their 12 sellout shows in 1970 featuring, along with classics like Titanic, random beheadings of audience members. Though this drew cheers from the crowd, detractors weren't too far off. They were, in fact, poised and ready, should either Dan or Jay decide to resume farming at any time. Many soon became opposed to the violence of this newer, funnier Dan and Jay's comedy hour, often calling them violent, deplorable, disgusting, of Anglo-Saxon descent. And so the violence was toned down. One or two people would receive paper cuts or very extreme lectures, and then the show would continue, often to the delight of the audience. But, it has been said, something began to feel wrong about where the comedy was in the realm of their contemporaries. Now, an excerpt from a rare interview with their producer, Herschel F. Comedy Hour. Well, the boys were pained. It was stressful. Take a break, I'd say. They never listened. Just kept on going, joke after joke, laugh after laugh. 
tequila after tequila. It has been said that by the early 70s, Jason in fact had developed a drinking problem, supposedly out of a tin can and a healthy length of string. Jason was seen by most of his friends, Dan, doing reportedly shameful things, all connecting to a lasting depression. I never saw him drink once. Or eat. Actually, I think he may have been starving himself for those beauty contests. He was invited to be judge every year, so I can't blame him. I mean, have you seen the buffets? The words actually and buffets could not be reached for comment. But Jason himself did have this to say in an interview, circa 1979. You know who's bitchin'? The knack. Once Dan and Jay's comedy hour reached the 80s, their careers began an all-time slowdown period thingy. Things became rough, financially and personally. I began running out of money, mostly because of my obsession with office supplies. I would shred piece after piece of every article of clothing I owned. I bought something like 800 shredders. Once my wardrobe was finished, I decided to blow nearly all the rest of my fortune to buy a giant shredder just to put all my other shredders in. <laughs> that was cool. Needless to say, Dan and Jay's comedy hour needed a boost. And that boost came with the release of their first new wave comedy single, Semi-Automatic Ha Ha, in 1983. Why did the Ha Ha, did you hear the one? Ha Ha, a rabbi and a monk walk. Ha Ha Ha, why the long face? I don't know. Third, Third base. This single soon rocketed them to the top of the charts in the company of great acts like Skittles and Beamer, the Yodeling Pinkos, and the Morning Buzz with Jeff and Bill. But even with the success of their new hit single, they would find that it was to come with a price. A big one. $230.17. And Dan and Jay's comedy hour, they were soon to find out, were bankrupt. Yeah, well, the extravagancies, the decadence, the useless overspending, the frivolity, all those things we bought, the squandering, the wastefulness, even the lavishness, they all set us up for a huge fall. We were literally broke. Literally broke. That's what I said. Oh, I, I was reiterating. Sorry. But soon they were back on their feet. The release of their 13th album in 1984, Hurt Me Right, rejuvenated a career that should have died years before. But this time, Dan and Jay were back with a new look. The new romantic clad pair were adorned with strange, expressionistically styled costumes made from Victorian soldier uniforms, combined with garish makeup, bringing to the stage something never seen before. Two men in a comedy group wearing strange Victorian era costumes and garish makeup. This, it has been said, was the highlight of their career. Somebody said this is the highlight of our career. I don't know who. Well, yeah, it was great, but there was a new trend when we started rejuvenating old hits, the Lizzie sketch and so forth. Suddenly it was all coming back, but we had to adapt it with the times. Many wondered how the remarkably youthful 52 and 53-year-olds kept up with the pace, especially when the pace sped up and hair got much, much bigger. I choked on all the hairspray I used, and then Dan said, spray it away from your mouth, and sure as hell it worked. But then we found out it was air freshener. I mean, it smelled great, but my hair was as flat as Dan's ass. I, what, what I mean to say is, as, uh, um, as, ah, fuck it. But a mystery was soon to plague these high-riding times. Dan and Jason soon got word out of the successful 53-show sold-out tour of the U.S. that their faithful friend and writer, Jojo Meninges, was missing. A reward is being offered for the return of one Mr. Jojo Meninges for an amount that will remain undisclosed at this time. And so Dan and Jason waited and waited, hoping for a call about Jojo. And then we realized we never actually knew anyone named Jojo Meninges. Jason just had one of those dreams, you know, where you think of everything still real when you wake up? Like, you dream it's Easter, you wake up, and you swear there should be some guy named Jojo in a basket waiting for you? One of those. 
It was soon after that Dan and Jason decided to regroup, and in 1994 premiered the Father O'Malley skits with rave reviews. Um, let's talk about... Oh, we've only got about a half a minute. Let's talk about time. Uh, time originated when somebody made a clock, and it went tick-tock. And uh, it's still ticking down. We've only got about 20 seconds right now. And Christ invented it. Sherry did. Um, he was a carpenter, so yeah, I suppose. Uh, let's talk about some TV with 10 seconds to spare. Uh, Christ is on TV right now. I think he invented the TV too. In 1995, while compiling new and old material for Dan and Jay's comedy hour, The Lost Tapes, Dan Gilmiller stumbled upon a box of reel-to-reel -reel recordings that were at least 25 years old. Among these tapes, a long-lost recording by Jason Klom, a one-man, two-part skit entitled Pass the Bananas. His sense of nostalgia fully awakened, Dan headed to the studio in March of 1995 to duet with his supposedly passed-on partner, releasing an inaccurately dubbed posthumous homage to a group he didn't realise was still together. Excuse me, uh, Paul, but where do you keep the bananas? In the banana section, uh, John. How'd you know my name? It's in the script. Oh, right. Anyway, the banana section? Where's that? Where we keep the bananas? That's what I want to know. Aisle 6, next to the bread. You keep the bananas next to the bread? Yes, in case one or the other goes bad. I see. Wait, no I don't. Look, you want the bananas? Yes, I'd like some bananas. Please. Fine, go there. Aisle 6, that's where we keep the dwarfy bananas. The dwarfy bananas? What's a dwarfy banana? It's a bit smaller than the normal one and not quite so large as the big ones you lug around on station wagons. Station wagon bananas? You're bleeding nuts! No, those are aisle 12. Look, I just want plain, ordinary, average size yellow bananas. Oh, yellow? Never heard of those. What in all hell do you mean? Yellow and or green are the traditional banana colors. Well, of course. We carry fruit that gets neglected. You'll like our stripy bananas. They calm the symptoms of hereditary hair loss. Oh, really? Yes, honestly. Best bananas you've ever had. Well, luckily, I'm not balding. Why don't you go look for the guavas with the little fishermen on them? Will they help me lose hair? No, but they're by the sulfuric acid. Great! How can I ever thank you? Don't bother. I'm dead. Pardon? I'm sorry. That should be deaf. Okay, then. Thanks for the tip. No problem. Ah, here we go. Oh, God! My skin, it's coming off! It shouldn't do that! It's a good thing I can't hear all that yelling. Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash DJCHour, follow us on Twitter at DJCHour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. Dan and Jay.